Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back together today on the program, and what a blessing it is to be able to tune in each day and to be together here on Church, uh, Search the Scriptures. Open up God's Word and study from the greatest volume that has ever been given to mankind, the greatest guidebook, the greatest instruction manual, the greatest book of hope and promise and direction, the greatest instruction for security that anyone could, has ever had. God's Word, the Bible, Scripture, how blessed we are to have it, how blessed we are to be able to open it up and read it and teach it so openly and without fear of any kind of legal reprisal, saying, you can't do that, you can't preach that, you can't teach that, you can't say that. We're blessed in this country to have the freedom to do all of those things openly and regularly, and we ought to never take that freedom for granted. And we ought to not take for granted our possession of God's Word and just kind of put it on a shelf someplace or up in our closet and put it out of sight and never read it. It is given to us to guide us, to instruct us, to give us that hope, to help us see what God wants us to do. First, what he offers us, and that's incredible, forgiveness, redemption, salvation, eternal life in heaven. But then what he wants us to do on our part to take advantage of all that he offers us. Oh, we need to get into God's word. We need to study it. We need to learn it. We need to live by it. Here on Search the Scripture, we try to help you do that. And our prayer is that as you learn more and more that your faith in God is growing stronger and that you are coming closer to him and that you will make up your mind to come to him all the way, his way, through Jesus Christ, his son, and your Lord and Savior. As you believe in Jesus with all of your heart, repent of your sins and confess him openly as God's son and your Savior and surrender to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, being buried with him by immersion in that grave of water that we call baptism, at which point the blood that he sheds on the cross is still a completely effective to cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. And while you're in that water, you come into Christ, Romans chapter 6 and verse 3. And as you come up out of that water, you come up a different creation, a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Born again, as Jesus told Nicodemus, has to happen in John chapter 3, verses 3 and 5. A new person living a new life with a new direction and a new hope. Oh, our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. Dennis Stackhouse, brother, great to be back again today to open up God's Word and study together some more. Thank you, Gary, and you're absolutely right. It's always wonderful to get together on the program and to do just as you were suggesting. We open up the Word of God and we try to learn everything we can from it and then make the personal application in our own lives. And of course, for all of our listeners, we hope that you're coming into the program with the same mindset. You want to learn more about God's Word. You want to make the application in your life so that you can live in a way that's pleasing to Him and look forward to a home in heaven throughout all eternity. And I really like the emphasis you placed in your opening remarks, Gary, on God's Word. You know, it reminded me of something that Peter said in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. 
where he indicated that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's all right there in God's word. Now, we don't have to go to other sources in order to find that information out. Now, we know that many, many multitudes of books have been written over the years to try to help people with their Bible study. You know, commentaries and dictionaries and helps and so forth. And those things have their place. You know, they can help us understand some of the things that are recorded in God's word. But in reality, that Bible we have, that contains the mind of God. We're told in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that all scripture is inspired by God. This is his word. This is his mind. It's what he wants us to know and to understand and to obey and then to live by. So again, we're grateful for each and every one of you who have joined us today. And as we strive to do that very thing, help you understand God's word better, may we be blessed in this endeavor. Amen. And to God be the glory. Yes, sir. We're asking the question, are you neglecting your salvation? We've been looking at this for a few programs now, and we'll go on for a while. This is a very basic and important question for every one of us alive on this planet at this time. Absolutely. And for everyone who lives in every generation. That's right. It's a question that should be always in our mind, at least in the back of our mind, and we need to bring it forward regularly mm -hmm. and kind of renew that thought process am I neglecting my salvation yeah it, it goes along very well Gary with the idea that we see quite often in the New Testament as Christians we're to examine ourselves yes examine ourselves and on a regular basis aren't we absolutely right and that's even after we become a Christian oh yes examine ourselves right well, we talked about how we understand that neglect leads to ruin in the physical world. Mm -hmm. We neglect our bodies. We, we pay the price for that, don't we? We do. Poor health, mm. maybe shorter longevity. Right. We neglect pieces of equipment. We understand what happens there. They go to ruin. Uh -huh. You know, they stopped working properly. Yes. We neglect our home. Well... Again, we watch it kind of fall down around our ears. It happens. And we can go on and on. Mm -hmm. Relationships that we neglect, we see those relationships become weaker and, and then perhaps even fall apart. They do. The most important thing that we need to give attention to is our soul's salvation. Oh, absolutely. Nothing compares with that. No. And uh, we've mentioned previously in this series of lessons, Gary, Jesus spoke to that very thing. You know, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, in essence, he tells us there's nothing that compares to the value of our soul. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And the Hebrews writer, as we've read in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3, he asks the question, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Right. Well, I think it's probably meant to be understood as a rhetorical question, mm -hmm. saying there is no escape That's right. if we neglect our great salvation. Absolutely right. God sent Jesus to this world 
to seek and to save that which was lost, mm -hmm. Luke 19.10. Right. If we neglect our salvation, there's no hope for us. No, I'm afraid not. So we must not neglect it. He says earlier in that text in verses 1 through 3 in Hebrews chapter 2, we need to be careful lest we drift away. That's correct. And there are a whole lot of people who are drifting farther and farther and farther away from God. Mm -hmm. They are indeed. Away from faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Well, we need to not neglect our salvation. The first thing we need to pay attention to in answering this question and in analyzing it pertaining to our personal individual lives is have I neglected to come to my Savior for salvation? Right. And that's where a lot of people are, aren't, isn't it, Dennis? Well, yeah, and that's got to be the initial step. You know, we, we're not going to even talk about living a Christian life until the point that someone becomes a Christian. And you do that initially by coming to Jesus in the way that he has prescribed. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, we call the great invitation. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, come to me mm -hmm. and I will give you rest. That's come right. to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes, indeed. And the rest that we need to, uh, to understand there is talking about a spiritual rest and ultimately connected with our salvation, our eternal life. That's right. But we've got to come to him. That's for sure, yes. Got to accept him as a savior. Mm -hmm. Now, when we read the gospel accounts and the second chapter in particular of the book of Acts, we find that he came with that message. Mm -hmm. I'm the savior. I'm yes. the Messiah. I'm the son of God. Mm -hmm. And most of the people rejected him. That's true. They would not come to him. And so the preaching of the gospel has to continue. Mm -hmm. We're reaching out to those people who have yet to come to Jesus. And if you have not yet come to Jesus, his way, not just some way, mm -hmm. but his way, yes. then you're neglecting your salvation. That's right. We've got to believe in him, as mm -hmm. he said in John chapter 8 and verse 24, John chapter 3 and verse 16, we also have to obey him, mm -hmm. as we read in our last program from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, he told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature or every body. Mm -hmm. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. That's right. Now we have to believe in him but we also have to respond to that faith in obedience to him. We do indeed. And you know, Dennis, you spent some time in our last program reading several verses from John chapter 14, mm -hmm. verse 15, verse 21, verse 23, where Jesus himself says, in each case, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yes, again, we, we pointed out that's very simple. <clears throat> It's very straightforward language. We should not misunderstand it. And we should never misunderstand or lack to understand that he expects us to obey him. That's right. A lot of people, they want the salvation without the obedience. Mm -hmm. But no, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's so obviously right. that is very central, the obedience to the salvation and actually demonstrating our love to Christ. That's right. 
And we saw in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, mm -hmm. where even Jesus in his physical life went through the process of learning obedience. Yes, indeed. And he became the author or source of eternal salvation to all those who obey him. That's right. Not just believe in him. Mm -hmm. James says the demons in hell believe right. and tremble. Mm -hmm. But those, but, but he said those who obey him. Yes. So we have to obey him. Absolutely. Now, let's, let's look a little more here about the point at which we come to forgiveness, redemption, salvation. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, we find Peter and the other apostles teaching the gospel on Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Ten days after Jesus ascended back to heaven. 40 days approximately after his resurrection. Mm -hmm. And Peter's really laying it on the line here. <laughs> yes, he is. He's not mincing words. No. He's, he's telling him, you have rejected your Savior. Mm -hmm. You saw the signs and the miracles that he did in your midst, and you still rejected him. That's right. And then in verse 36 of Acts chapter 2, he says, Let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yeah, Peter put the responsibility clearly on the shoulders of his listeners. They believed in God. They did. But he's telling them, you are not walking with God here. Mm-hmm. And so then in verse 37, mm -hmm. some of them said, what shall we do? Yeah, that's right. They were convicted of their sin. They realized they had done wrong. And they were wanting to know what they needed to do at that point. Yes, to get right with God. Exactly. And so what did Peter tell them? In verse 38 of Acts chapter 2, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. They were guilty of sin. They had rejected the Savior. Peter convicted them of that. Right. They wanted to know what do we need to do. Mm -hmm. Obviously in response to what you're telling us. And he said you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You need to repent first. Right. And that, that always has to precede the, the baptism. But you need to repent. You've rejected the Savior. You've got to accept him. Yes. You haven't believed in him. You've got to believe in him. Right. You would not follow him. You've got to de determine in your, that you're going to follow him. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be baptized for the remission of sins. At that point, as you're baptized, that's when your sins will be forgiven. Mm -hmm. And... It's interesting and also it's consequential that when Saul of Tarsus, who had become the Apostle Paul after he became a Christian, when he found himself confronted with his sin, with his disobedience, with his rejection of the Savior, a man named Ananias, mm -hmm. whom the Lord sent personally to teach Saul, told Saul exactly the same thing. He did. In Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. 
calling on the name of the Lord. Yes, how do we call on the name of the Lord in this instance? Through that obedience, right? It's through obedience, exactly. As we're baptized into Christ. Mm -hmm. And what happens as we're baptized into Christ? Forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. Your sins are washed away. Once again, how could it be any clearer? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet so many people still are so confused and stumble all over these clear-cut, straightforward, easy-to-understand verses that teach the essentiality of baptism mm -hmm. for our forgiveness and salvation. That's right. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, we see both sides of the ledger when it comes to sin and being in Christ. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if we're going to continue in sin, and now remember those Jews in Pentecost believed in God, mm -hmm. but they were in sin. They had rejected their Savior. If we're going to continue in sin, we're looking at the consequence being eternal condemnation. Indeed we are. Death. Yes. Now the other side of the ledger there in verse 23 of, Acts, of Romans chapter 6 is the gift of God, the gift that he offers to us, through Jesus Christ, is eternal life. That's correct. So we can choose eternal condemnation or eternal life. Mm -hmm. But that gift of eternal life is found where? It's in Christ. In Christ. Yes. Okay. So if we are thinking analytically, mm -hmm. and we don't have to get real deep in the analytical thought, and logically, we say, wow, salvation is in Christ. Mm -hmm. How do I get into Christ? Yeah, that's the obvious question. Well, Paul answers that also in that sixth chapter of Romans and mm -hmm. verse 3. That's correct. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Baptized into Christ Jesus. Again, how can that be misunderstood? Very clear. Very clear. Mm -hmm. In Galatians 3 and verse 27, we see it repeated. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now those are the only two verses in the entire New Testament that have the phrase into Christ preceded by the means of coming into Christ. Right. And in both cases, mm -hmm. that means is baptized into Christ. That's correct. Dennis, people ought to quit arguing with God. <laughs> Yeah, it's not something you're going to win. <laughs> they ought to quit picking and piecemealing his word and saying, well, this is what we believe. This is what we've always been taught. Mm -hmm. This is what we want to believe. Mm -hmm. We don't want to believe that stuff about baptism over there. That's God's word. It is. Quit arguing with God mm -hmm. and simply obey what he instructs. That's right. Because again, Jesus is the author of eternal salvation, 
to all those who obey him. Correct. And he told the apostles to teach the gospel. Mm -hmm. And whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Right. The belief, faith, plus the obedience. Mm -hmm. And as we've read in Romans chapter 6 and Galatians chapter 3, we understand that the baptism is important because that's how we come into Christ. Right. On a personal basis. Mm -hmm. And from Acts chapter 2 and 22, we learn it's important because that's how, that's how we're forgiven of our sins. Correct. How we contact the blood of Christ shed on that cross. Mm -hmm. And as Jesus said in Mark 16, that's how we come into salvation. Yes. We need to quit arguing with God. Well, we do, Gary. And you know, another thing we've touched on in these, these lesson series, when we obey God, we obey the gospel as it's laid out for us in his word, we're responding to God's love. And we're doing that through our obedience. You know, we looked at the passages from John chapter 14 and verse 15 and 21 and 23 and looked at the reverse of it in John 15, 14 verse 24. You know, clearly there, Jesus is saying, if you love me, you're going to obey me. So, you know, rather than thinking of faith and repentance and confession and baptism as a work that we're doing, trying to earn our salvation, we need to understand that this is simply our way of responding to God's love for us and our saying through our obedience, yes, God, we love you in return. It's so easy mm -hmm. to understand. It is. The devil's really skillful mm -hmm. at clouding issues that Indeed. are so clear. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, if you have not yet come to Jesus in faith, repenting of your sins and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, you're neglecting your salvation. Mm -hmm. And you need to come to him his way. We're going to have to stop here today. We'll come back and look a little deeper into this question, are you neglecting your salvation in our next program? We do hope you'll join us for that. And in the meantime, in just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us and receive the free Bible study that we always offer. It is free. We'll even take care of the postage. You can also request today's program on CD. It's free. We'll take care of the postage. We hope to hear you. Jot down that information and then contact us. Don't neglect your salvation.